You are listening to Honestly, It's Motherhood, a podcast for moms who just want to talk about motherhood honestly. Today's episode features the tiny jingling sounds of my new cat, so I just wanted to apologize in advance for that. Welcome to the podcast, Honestly, It's Motherhood, a podcast for moms who want to talk about motherhood honestly. I'm your host, Melanie, a stay-at-home mom of four who is basically keeping things mostly under control and wants to teach you to do the same. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to remind you to hop on over to my website, mostlyundercontrol.com, and at the top, you can grab my daily self-care freebie printable. It's a free printable that will help walk you through how to grab daily self-care so you can keep your motivation and energy level up and allow yourself to schedule and carry out the much-needed, more intense, out-of-the-house self-care that you also deserve. There are different times during the day that we can grab time for ourselves, even if we are responsible for the kids. Not being able to get away from them cannot be an excuse for us anymore. One of those times is when they are engaging in independent play. I took to Instagram a few weeks ago, and some of my followers said that they needed help implementing and teaching how to encourage independent play with their kids. So today we're going to talk about independent play. First, do not feel bad about letting your kids engage in independent play or even encouraging your kids to engage in independent play. Some people will try to make you feel bad for letting your kids play on their own because you're home with them, so you should be playing with them at all waking hours. This is just absolute insanity and should not be expected of us or them. There are lots of benefits to independent play, and it's part of our job to guide and teach our children, especially if they're not currently in school. Why is independent play important? Independent play is important because it builds on skills that kids need to learn, like problem-solving, patience, and imaginative play. It allows them to play pretty much with no rules, and they can choose which direction to take the play, which helps them fill their need to be in control a little bit. It also benefits you because you can set them up for independent play and you can go do your own thing, which is honestly reason enough, right? I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, is being able to take time for yourself. Now, when can, ideally speaking, my child play independently? Typically, by age three, you can expect your child to be able to play independently after you've done some encouraging of it. By three years old, they can sometimes play by themselves for up to an hour. I know this sounds absolutely crazy, but I promise they can. Now, I know you're probably thinking, why won't my kid play alone? Well, there are a couple reasons. A big reason why your kids won't leave you alone and play by themselves is because of separation anxiety. Our kids are obsessed with us. Let's be honest. We are all they know and they look up to us. Most kids' love language is quality time and or touch, so by playing on top of you and needing your attention constantly, they're trying to fill their bucket. And if they're playing with you and they don't know when the end of your one-on-one time is, they're going to freak out and they're going to try to get any minute they can because they're not sure when they're going to get it again. Also, depending on their age, they're cognitively incapable of playing alone, so sometimes it takes patience and time from us until their brains are able to play independently. So now that we talked a little bit about the details of independent play and you're not feeling guilty about it anymore, let's talk about how you're going to encourage the independent play in your kids. My first and probably most important tip is spend intentional time together before independent play. Most kids' love language is quality time, like I said before, and nine times out of ten when our kids are bugging us and won't leave us alone, it's because they're craving that quality time together and they don't know when it's going to come next. Setting up some one-on-one time together before the independent play will fill that bucket for them. Make sure you're setting an alarm or giving your child a clear start and end time, so color three pictures, read four books, race ten cars, etc., that is appropriate for them and their age. 
when you start implementing independent play, start small. Don't ask them to play along for 45 minutes right off the bat because you're going to be incredibly disappointed. Give them direction for a game or activity and a time limit if necessary. Be ready for failure. Have a plan in place and prepare yourself for them to not last the entire time when you're starting. This is that mindset bullshit I hate so much but preach so much. Go into it knowing that they may not last the whole time. Pick an activity for yourself that can be abruptly stopped because it may need to be. Gather special toys for independent play. Have a quiet box for them. This is a box of things you know they love and will keep their attention. It can be puzzles, Play-Doh, coloring books and crayons or markers, look and find books, matching games, anything that you know is going to keep their attention. Stay physically close when you start and gradually remove yourself from the room. Some kids like to be physically close and will be watching for you. Create a safe space that's just for them. Keep screens away. Nothing wrong with screen time. Uh, this just isn't for screen time. You can get your alone time when they're having screens, but we need other times too. Maybe it can be in a space they don't normally use for play. Uh, the bedroom is a great spot for independent play. Before you start the independent play, talk to them about what they're going to be doing after it. Kids love to know what to expect, and it definitely makes your day go smoother when they know what's coming next. You can even add in another one-on-one -on -one play session after if that's what they want to do. I personally like to do screen time after. Don't push it. If your kid's independent play is them all playing together, don't wait until they're all having meltdowns before you decide to end it. Set the time. Sometimes the timer can be more for us rather than them and stick to it. And finally, make it a permanent part of their routine. Like anything with kids, if it's part of their routine, it really helps their day become more predictable, which is what kids love. Helping their day become more predictable will help them and in turn will help you. Now, before I go, I want to give you some ideas for independent play by age. Independent play for toddlers can be puzzles, look and find books, listening to a story on an Amazon device, playing with cars on a track, or any toddler safe sensory play. Some ideas for preschoolers can be puzzles, look and find books, listening to stories on an Amazon device, drawing or coloring, preschool safe sensory play, superhero imaginative play with superhero figures, Barbies or dolls, maybe some matching games. Some independent play ideas for older kids, obviously besides video games, is um, how to draw books, paint by number books, sticker by number books, Lego, sticky mosaics, listening to music, card games, and board games. So what is your first step now that you've learned all about independent play? I would say start small and with low expectations. Do the research on how long your child is likely able to play independently based on their age and go from there. If you feel like supporting me in this little podcast, you can head over to Patreon. The link for my Patreon is in my Instagram bio, uh, or you can send me a message and I can send it to you. What you will get with my Patreon is a weekly-ish mindset bullshit affirmation to try and help you sort out some thoughts about motherhood. Um, it took me a really long time to succumb to mindset bullshit. I still find it incredibly annoying uh, and obnoxious, but I have made some mantras and images for you guys to kind of think a little bit about the things that we struggle with. So those get released about weekly. I will send you some stickers or some notes in the mail. Uh, I also will be doing some behind the scenes podcast stuff, some podcast episodes that will only be released to my Patreon members. As always, I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you have any podcast topic requests, please send them to me on Instagram at mostly under control or at honestly underscore it's underscore motherhood. Keep doing your best and kicking motherhood's ass. We'll talk soon.